Hello, and welcome to Simple Man Sermons, the preachings of a simple man called by God to share the good news of Jesus Christ. No title for this sermon yet, but uh, I'm sure one will reveal itself throughout the course of it, and I'll title it accordingly. If you've listened to the last couple sermons, I'm very humbled and honored that God could use me in that way. Um, they've been focusing on, and rightly so, Jesus for your happiness, a relationship with God for fulfillment and joy and peace in life. If you haven't listened to him, I encourage you to do so. It's not my message, it's the message of the Gospels, the good news. But I wanted to keep it, obviously, balanced and true. Some of the main points of the last sermons were when Jesus said, A man's life doesn't consist of the abundance of things in which he possesses. But Jesus did say he came that we may have life and have it more abundantly. We're going to start this sermon in Ecclesiastes. Now Ecclesiastes is an often overlooked book in the Bible, but uh, if you're looking for a short study, I would suggest reading at least the first three or four chapters. I would say up to chapter four. A lot of wisdom and knowledge in there. And next to Jesus written by uh, Solomon, the wisest man who ever lived obviously, except for Jesus. I'll go ahead and recap some of these highlights in these chapters. Vanity of vanities, says the preacher. Vanity of vanities, all is vanity. There is nothing new under the sun. In chapter 2, it's talking about all Solomon had, all that he was given by God, all that he sought after in life to bring meaning to his life. I built for myself houses and planted vineyards. I made myself gardens and orchards, and I planted all kinds of fruit trees in them. I made myself waters and pools in which to grow trees and a grove. I acquired male and female servants. I had great possessions and herds and flocks and all who were in Jerusalem before me. I also gathered for myself silver and gold and special treasures of kings and of provinces. I acquired male and female singers, the delight of the sons of men, and musical instruments of all kinds. So I became great and excellent more than all who were before me in Jerusalem, and all my wisdom remained with me. This is kind of the culmination of the whole passage I just read. Whatever my, des- my eyes desired, I did not keep from them, nor withhold from my heart any pleasure. This is King Solomon, the richest, wisest man that ever lived, save Jesus. He had gold and silver beyond measure, hundreds of wives, hundreds of concubines. He was like ten times the Elvis Presley of his day. Let's see what he says about all his earthly possessions. I looked on all the works that my hands had done, and on the labor which I had toiled, and indeed all was vanity and grasping for the wind. There was no profit under the sun. I saw that wisdom excels folly, as light excels darkness. Since all that now is will be forgotten in the days to come. How does a wise man die, just like a fool? Therefore I hated my life because the works that were done under the sun was distressing to me. For all is vanity and grasping for the wind. A couple of things there, showing that the things of this world 
don't really matter. And that's not the main point of this sermon. But I will point out, when reading this, he says, I looked on all the works that my hands had done, which in, I had labored and I had toiled. It's, he's focusing on himself and not God, for everything is a gift from God. Let's look at the very next, uh, continuing on in verse 24. This is the main reason I wanted to read these passages. Same man, Solomon. Nothing is better for a man than that he should eat and drink, and that his soul should enjoy the good of his labor. This also I saw from the hand of God. All that other stuff he's talking about before, he's talking about his labor and his effort and his toil. And he was miserable. And this very next verse, he says, One of the greatest things is to be content, enjoy the fruits of the labor from the hand of God. It's far better, far more joy and peace will come from having little and being thankful for it than having everything and always wanting more. The main difference is the gratitude. You did not make yourself exist from effort, from labor. God made you exist out of love and joy because he loved you. You didn't create yourself. You didn't choose to be born. God chose that before the foundation of the world, the Bible said. And everything that you have is a gift. You couldn't take one single breath without God's permission. If you believe in the God of the Bible, you know that he's in complete control all the time. The Bible says the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Look at the sparrows that fly in the sky. Not one of those is forgotten before God, and two of them are sold for a penny, the Bible says. How much more value are you than many sparrows? Nothing is beyond the sight and the power and the control of God. Everything that you have is a gift from Him. Now it's very true that the things of this world will not bring you happiness or joy or peace. The physical things. But also, in accordance with that, God chose to make you, create you, have you be born and live in this world. He is in complete control. And if you believe that, He put you in this time, in this place, in this space. He's given you this opportunity. We are to be in the world, but not of the world. We are to transform the world. But while we're here, Jesus said He came that we may have life and have it more abundantly. So let's have that abundant life. What does Solomon say? Nothing is better for a man than he should eat and drink, and that his soul should enjoy the good in his labor. This also I saw was from the hand of God. Realize that everything you get is a gift from God. It's hard to be angry. It's hard to be discontent when you're being thankful. You can find this wisdom in Proverbs 17.1. It's better to have a dry crust with peace and quiet than a house full of feasting with strife. It's not about the food. It's not about the clothes. It's not about the actual physical tangible thing. It's about being grateful of the one who gave it to you. So take that time to be thankful. Take that time to be content. Let God know that you're thankful for what he gave you. Whether that's sitting outside. Some of the best moments I've had in the last couple weeks, I just sat outside at night. 
either with water or with a cup of coffee and just listen to the birds sing or watch the moon and just sat there, read my Bible or didn't read my Bible or prayed or just sat there and was content with whatever. It wasn't the things that I had, but it's good to enjoy those things. And when you enjoy them, give thanks for them. Enjoy that cup of coffee, that piece of chocolate. It's okay to enjoy. But realize that the joy comes from God. He's the giver of all joy. Embrace that relationship and be thankful. And receive it with thanksgiving. There's a time for prayer and a time for a quest. And those things are good. And Jesus said, asking you shall receive, seeking you shall find. And there's nothing wrong with that. But the point of this sermon is to take the time to enjoy the good things that God has given you. And realize that the enjoyment doesn't come from the thing, it comes from the giver. Realize that the creator of the universe, almighty, all-powerful God, even when you were busy sinning against him, gave you the good things to enjoy. Enjoy them, share them, be content with them. 1 Timothy 6, 6 But godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into this world, and we can certainly carry nothing out. And having food and raiment, let us be therefore content. The point of this life is not things, it's not stuff. And it's okay to enjoy that stuff as long as you keep it in its proper place. One day, no matter what, no matter how much stuff you accumulate, it'll be gone. God put us on this earth. And you want to know, people have been wondering for centuries, what's the meaning of life? What's the point of life? It's to grow in relationship with God. Because when you pass away, that's the only thing you're taking with you. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. It's the greatest of all the commandments, Jesus said. Now, obviously, we're not perfect. We can't perfectly love God any more than we can live perfectly. But that is the goal. That is the goal of life, to grow in relationship with God. Stuff is neither good nor bad. It's just stuff. Keep it in its proper place. But when you get something, it's okay to enjoy it. But enjoy it with thanksgiving. Thanking God and grow it. let that stuff grow you in relationship with Him. Let that stuff be a blessing and not a distraction. Be thankful for what you have. Not because you deserve it. Because God gave it to you as a gift. And be thankful and be joyful. And have that peace and that joy. Again, 1 Timothy 6.6 6, Godliness with contentment is great gain. A couple more passages to wrap up with here. Hebrews chapter 13. Keep your lives free from the love of money. And be content with what you have. Because God has said, Never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. You're content in life not because you have money, not because you have a fat bank account, not because you have a good job. Not because you have a great girlfriend or boyfriend or husband or wife. You're content in life. Because God will never leave you. He will never forsake you. That's a promise from God. And God never breaks His promise. And that will give you contentment.
That's one of the things that's often misquoted in the Bible. Money is the root of all evil. That's not what the Bible says. The Bible says the love of money is the root of all evil. Money is a thing. You use it to buy stuff and sell stuff. Food is a necessity. You have to have some degree of clothing. Those things are not good or bad like we said. But that's not where your contentment comes from. It doesn't come from a fat bank account, a big 401k. Keep your lives free from the love of money, not from money. Be content with what you have. Because God has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And going along with that, Psalms 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. I shall not want. In other words, I shall be content because the Lord is my shepherd. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. Be content. As God has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And here's the another piece of wisdom for you as we depart here. If you're the Christian, no matter what happens at the end of the day, you are saved. All your sins have been washed away. Not contingent on anything that you have done, but because of what Jesus has done. God doesn't love you because you're good. He loves you because He is good. And He will always be good and perfect and perfectly loving. And He will always love you as much right now as He ever has and He ever will. His love is perfect. You are completely forgiven. Chosen by God because of His great love. At the end of the day, no matter what you've done or haven't done, you are blessed and your sins are washed away. And that... You should find contentment. And if you're not a Christian and you want that kind of contentment, if you want that relationship, come as you are. This is called Simple Man Sermons. And we'll never fully understand God. But I know these simple truths. Jesus loves you. He died for you. He wants a relationship with you. God wants to be united with you. Seek Him. Draw near to God and He will draw near to you. Surrender your life to Christ. Speak it with your mouth. Declare Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Give your life over to Him. Spend time with God. Seek Him. Draw near to Him and He will draw near to you. That's a promise. I know those things to be true. Seek a relationship with Him. Read His Word. Spend time with Him just like any other relationship. If you're seeking that contentment, that love and that joy and that peace that we all long for in life, seek Jesus. God is love, the Bible says. Verbatim, God is love. And one of the most famous verses, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. God loves you perfectly. Run to Him. The only way to love, joy, and peace, and contentment. And Jesus said, Come to me, all you are heavy laden. Come to me, all you labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Jesus also said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus is the way and the only way. Seek him. Thank you for listening to Simple Man Sermons. Have a blessed day.